you're expecting him to do something good in your life and others, I want you to just put your hands together and give him a great big hallelujah, would you? You know, I don't take coming to church lightly. When we come to church, I just believe that we need to surrender our whole heart and our whole life to the Lord when we come. Uh, you know, prayer time, as Pastor Sharon was mentioning just a few minutes ago, prayer time is really to be special. Uh, I don't pray just when I have needs or I'm desperate. I pray because I want to talk to God. And I like to hear him talk back to me. You know, sometimes I don't hear, well, I very seldom hear audible voices. Uh, I don't know, but one or two times maybe that I might have. But, you know, I hear that intuition, God talking and saying, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but go with you to the end of the world. But, you know, sometimes prayer is, is a little different than it is others. Sometimes we pray the whole time, and maybe we don't sense his presence. Maybe we don't sense anything is happening. Maybe we don't sense anything is moving. But then there's other times the Holy Spirit just overwhelms you, and you get lost in that prayer. And, you know, your, your prayer list, I have one. I don't know about you, but I have had for years. Every one of you, every one of you, uh, just about every one of you, unless you're a... Um, a first-timer or you're a, you're a new person here, uh, then you're not on the list. But if you've been here a couple of times, then you get on my prayer list and I pray for you. And many people that is around the world, pastors I pray for, evangelists, our television ministers, I pray for our, our president because our president needs prayer. And whether you like him or not, uh, you know, whether you like him or not, you're, you're uh, compelled in the Bible to pray for him. And so I, I believe we need to pray for him, the vice president, our senators, our Congress people. We need to pray for our judges because, you know, the, the, the judges in the, the Supreme Court, they have so much power. And they need, they need to be prayed over that the wisdom of God would come out of them. And so this morning was one of those days in prayer that I didn't want to stop. And uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes when you get there and you realize, hey, I got to quit. And then it seems like after I got started to get ready to go to the church, everything went wrong. <laughs> I mean, everything went wrong. And of course, I walked in at starting time because everything was hindering me. Pastor Sharon left and she said, I'm going home. So she got in her car and came home. And it's one of those days that it, but you know what? The scripture says in Psalm 61 and verse 2, from the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. And I just feel like today that God is going to lead someone to that rock that is higher than I. You that are joining us on the internet, thank you for being a part. If you happen to be watching on Facebook, why don't you just hit the share button and share it with someone. Uh, I know uh, we did the, that the other day and someone from um, uh, Madagascar uh, contacted me and said, 
I got shared, somebody shared with me the service, and this was a life-changing service for me. So you never know what can touch someone or where they are or what they need. And I just thank God for his goodness, don't you? I, I am so grateful, I am so grateful that Jesus is Lord of my life. He, I'm not just saved. There's a difference, I believe, in just being saved and making Jesus Lord of your life. Amen? Now, next week, I'm going to start a series. I don't know that I've ever done a series on this or not. I've, I've had a service or two. I've preached on the subject. But God put in my heart a series to begin next week, and we're going to find out what godly love is. We're going to find out what what real love is. You know, we, we are so close to emotional love. And uh, emotional love is up and down, uh, in and out. Uh, goes from love to hate, um, from hate to love or whatever. But you know, God's love is consistent. God's love never changes. God's love is always the same and it's unconditional. And God loves you and me when we misbehave. When we miss the mark, God loves us. You know, sometimes when we have friends, family members, or loved ones, or whatever, and they don't do exactly what we think we want them to do. We sort of get mad at them. Well, I don't think God ever gets mad at them. He just says, that's my kids, and I'm just going to love them. So I got some things that I've never shared before. I believe that will be a blessing to you, and we'll start next week on the series of love. But this morning, I felt like just hearing the word instead of preaching the word. So I've asked our friend and uh, associate here, Pastor Al uh, Rowan, to uh, speak this morning. God brought them here to stand beside me in ministry, and they've been a great compliment to my ministry. And, and I don't necessarily need a break this morning, but I think sometimes it's good just to sit and soak in the presence of God and the Word of God when someone else speaks. You know, I watch YouTube all the time. I don't watch TV very much uh, to watch preachers on TV, but I watch YouTube a lot of, of a lot of different speakers that bless me and that I know and are ministering to me, but I'm still not there. But I'm here this morning, so I want us to welcome Pastor Al Rowan. Well, come on and stand up with me one time. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me and like a flood his mercy reigns unending love amazing right one more time sing it my chains are gone i've been set God, my Savior, has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns. 
unending love, amazing grace. Don't you just feel that when you sing it? Unending love and amazing grace. You may be seated. Welcome, as Pastor has already welcomed, and I welcome our internet audience. God has been dealing with me <laughs> about something that uh, actually Pastor Don was saying he was going to uh, be bringing some things that he'd never brought. I can't say I've never, ever dealt with this subject before, but uh, not in this way. Second Chronicles chapter 20, uh, you can mark it, it's too much to read, you can read it when you get home, uh, you can read it all week actually, and you can digest this entire message all week long. But in Second Chronicles chapter 20, uh, Israel was facing destruction from three combined enemy armies, and King Jehoshaphat was afraid. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel in the midst of the congregation, and he prophesied. And here's what he said. He said, Hearken all Judah and Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat. Now let me ask you, Warren, put this back where it was when I first got up here. It had some more uh, highs in it, and uh, now I'm down in the hole. <laughs> Hate to have to interrupt that, but uh, you know, you'll be all right. The Holy Spirit's still here. Hearken all Judah. Everybody say hearken. hearken. It means pay attention. And he says, pay attention, hearken all Judah and Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat. The Lord says, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours. The battle is God's. This is God's battle. You shall not need to fight in this battle. But take your position, set yourselves, and then just stand still. Isn't that hard to do sometimes? Just stand still. I mean, we always want to do something. You know, we want to do it even if it's not right. You know, well, I got to do something. I just got to move. I got, I got to make plans. And God didn't tell him to do that. He said, I just want you to take position. Then I want you to stand still because this is not your battle. This is my battle. You shall not need to fight in this battle. I want you to see my salvation. See the salvation of the Lord. And then he did a strange thing. Now listen, if you knew that three enemy armies, how many of you ever felt like your enemies had surrounded you? You ever been at a place where you felt like, man, everywhere I'm looking, there's an enemy uh, seeking my destruction. And, and, and you'd think, well, you know, this is what Israel should be doing. The king should have gave them these instructions. All right, guys, start digging some foxholes. Uh, start building some barricades. We've got to prepare ourselves for this onslaught from all three of these enemy armies. But no, that's not what God said to do. After they consulted with the people, it says, then he appointed singers <laughs> unto the Lord that should march before the army singing now, I rearrange this, this uh, word because it does mean uh, what it says in there, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. But if you research this, you will find out that it also carries this meaning. Thy loving kindness 
is better than life. Thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee. I will lift up my hands unto thy name. Come on. I lift my hands up unto thy name. I lift my hands up unto thy name. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee. I will lift up my hands unto thy name. Now this is important that God told them to appoint singers. He didn't say, uh, you know, give tryouts. He said, I want to appoint singers that should sing unto the Lord and sing in the beauty of holiness. And if you read this account, and you can read it, you, you can make this your devotion all week long. Uh, when you read this account, it says that while they sang and while they praised, the Lord set up an ambush. <laughs> now, you know, it'd be bad to be ambushed, but especially ambushed by God. The Lord set up an ambush. And as they sang and as they praised, they, the, the Lord put confusion in the camps of all three of those enemy forces. And it said they turned on each other and they destroyed each other. Now, how, how great is it that you can sing and you can praise and you can glorify God and God will fight your battles for you? Now, you know, we get all stressed out, we get all uptight, we get all, you know, all tight and say, well, we, I, I got to fight this situation. I got to come against these enemies. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And God is telling us, listen, you need to, to get a song in your heart. You need to get a praise on your lips. And while you sing and while you praise, I will do your fighting. While you sing and while you praise, I will ambush the devil for you. I'll set up an ambush and no matter which way he is. See, God knows which way the enemy is going to move. God knows what is in our heart. God, he knows what is in our mind. So why in the world should we get all uptight about everything when God says, look, why don't you just sing, my loving kindness is better than life. Why don't you just let your lips praise me and you bless me and while you sing and while you praise, I will fight your battle for you. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Sing psalms, sing hymns, and sing spiritual songs, and do it with thankfulness in your heart to God. Psalm 105 says, Sing to God. How many of you sing it to? Uh, it says, sing to God. When we sing, we're not singing to each other. We're not singing to showcase our voice. We're not singing to, to say, well, I know how to sing this part or that part. We're singing to God. Uh, but Brother Tommy and I were talking last night, and he said, you know, Al, yeah, I, I can worship anywhere. I can worship in my car. I can worship, and that's true, because God is not looking on us 
like men would look on us. God said man looks on the outside. Man may look on the refined voice, but God said I'm looking on the inside. And if you make a joyful noise to me, I'm going to accept it. If you make a joyful praise to me, it is music to the ears of God. And so we sing to God, we sing praises to God, and it says, tell of all his wondrous works in Psalm 105. Now, you know, in, in Acts, this is a story we're all familiar with. In Acts chapter 16, verse 25, Paul and Silas were in jail. Uh, they were in jail for just preaching the gospel. They were in jail for just kind of, you know, not being uh, the status quo in the religious circles. And the Bible says at midnight, everybody say midnight. midnight. Now we know what that represents. Midnight represents a dark time, a midnight hour in your life. And at midnight, Paul and Silas and the prisoners uh, heard them singing these praises to God. It says at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing praises to God. Now picture this in your mind. Uh, we already know that they were so afraid of Paul and Silas and the way that God was using these two men that they didn't just lock them up. The Bible says they put them in the inner prison because they didn't want to have any possibility of them escaping. So they put them in the inner prison and then they locked their feet in stocks. Now, if you've ever seen the old-fashioned stocks, I've seen them before where they would take a prisoner and sometimes they'd even lock their, their wrists in them as well. But the Bible says they put the, Paul and Silas's feet in these stocks and they locked them down. Now, after hours of your feet being in stocks, they will swell up. Sometimes they will swell up and burst and bleed. So we got a picture. This is not a pleasant situation that Paul and Silas are finding themselves in. It's certainly not a time that you would think about singing. Not normally. I wouldn't think about singing a song if my hands and feet were in stocks and I was in the inner prison and I'd already been beaten and threatened and lashed and talked about and ridiculed. I might just be feeling sorry for myself. You know, I might be singing, born to lose. I've lived my life in vain. Born to lose. Warren, you know that song, don't you? Uh, some people, the, the enemy convinces them, he tells them, you are a born loser. And there's no telling what he was telling the Israeli army when they saw three enemy armies uh, marshaled against them. They were a tiny nation to begin with. And all these large nations and hostile nations and heathen nations had lined up against them. And then instead of God telling them to do things that would prepare for war, God said, appoint some singers and put them out front of the army and let them sing praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Now can you imagine the shock, the astonishment of those three enemy armies when they looked out and instead of Israel jumping in their foxholes, instead of them you know, diving down behind the barricades and, 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 and appearing fearful and, and doubtful and unbelieving, instead of that, they see people out in front of the army singing, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee. I will lift up my hands unto thy name. You want to put the devil in disarray, you want to put your enemy on the run, you want to make Satan run away from you, then learn to sing a song of praise. Learn to sing in the midnight hour. The Bible said that at midnight, 
Paul looked over at Silas and said, Silas, now I'm going to amplify a little bit here. This is my version. He said, Silas, do you feel like singing, son? And I'm sure Silas said to Paul, Paul, uh, what do you think? What do you think, Paul? Do I feel like singing? I got a headache. Got a backache. My rotator cuff is torn. <laughs> Talking to Linda now. Uh, you know, I got to all these problems and, and situations that are coming against me. Paul, well, how could you even think about singing? And Paul said, well, you know, I just had a song on my mind, Silas, and I thought maybe you would help me sing it. Now, notice what this verse says. It says, at midnight, they sang praises to God, and the prisoners heard them. This is important. I want you to see something here in a moment. The prisoners heard them, and there was an earthquake, and the foundations of the prison shook, and all the prison doors opened, and everyone's chains fell off. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. Somebody said, Pastor Al, you can't sing. I don't care what you think. I'm not singing to you. When I, I used to, I used to could sing, but when I got older and I preached along, sometimes I sound more like a frog than a person now. But I'm not singing to you. I'm not singing for your entertainment. I'm singing to God. It says in all these psalms that I read, in all these scriptures, it said, "Sing unto the Lord, sing a new song, and God will fight your battles for you." I'm going to obey God, you know, if it hair lips the devil. That's what we used to say down south. I don't know if you know that phrase or not, but I'm going to obey God if it hair lips the devil. It don't matter to me what the devil thinks. It doesn't matter to me what the devil's crowd thinks. It doesn't really matter to me what you think, although I love all of you and all you by internet. I love you. But you cannot live your life being concerned or worried about what everybody thinks about you. But there is one that I want to please. There is one that I want to walk close to. There is one that I want to yield my entire body, my entire mind, my entire soul, my entire spirit. I want to yield all of me to God and allow the Holy Spirit to have his way totally and completely in my life. So they're getting ready to sing this song. I, 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 maybe they sang Chain Breaker. I kind of doubt it had been written back then. But they could have sung most anything you can think about. Uh, I, I, I heard a song years ago when I was growing up. Pastor Don, uh, Pastor Sheridan, they may remember this. They may not. But uh, there's a song that said when, when uh, Paul and Silas were in jail, we're told they sang a song. One verse of which there must have been, we won't be in here long. And then it said, whatever comes, whatever goes, oh, let it come from friend or foe. With victory, I'll sing my song. I won't be down here long. You got to think about this. You know, we're fighting battles and we feel like this is it. 
This is the only battle. Nobody else is going through what I'm going through. Nobody else understands all the assaults the enemy is raging against me. But you see, it really doesn't matter if you have a song. If you appoint yourself as a singer unto the Lord. And just like Paul and Silas here in this prison, I love all these conjunctions, all these ands, because it means something is continuing here. Paul and Silas sang praises at midnight, and the prisoners heard them, and there was an earthquake, and the foundations of the prison shook, and all the prison doors opened, and everyone's chains fell off. Say, well, why is it so important that I sing? Because when you sing, it's not just your chains that are going to fall off. When the congregation sings and the congregation praises God and the congregation enters into worship, not just your chains are going to fall, but Linda's chains are going to fall. Eve's chains are going to fall. Cindy's chains are going to fall. Tom's chains are going to fall. Uh, Wilson's chains are going to fall. Gracie Ellis' chains are going to fall. All of the chains are going to fall when we worship God in spirit and in truth. Somebody shout yes. The prison doors opened. All of them. Not one door, not two doors, not three doors. They all opened. I've had people say to me, uh, through the years in counseling, well, Pastor Al, it just seems like there's, there's no doors open for me. It just seems like I'm all shut up to myself and there's just, uh, there's no way out. There's no door, no way out. Well, why don't you get a song in your heart? Get a song in your heart. Get a praise on your lips like Paul and Silas did and all of the prison doors will open. All of those bondages that Satan, all of those chains that he's tried to wrap around you, you can begin to sing, my chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me and like a flood, his mercy reigns. Unending love and amazing grace and it takes over every part of your life. If you believe it, say yes. Now Psalm 59, verse 16 says, I will sing of your strength. I will sing out loud. <laughs> you know, there's some people, they don't want to do anything out loud, not too loud. Uh, when I was growing up and uh, I, I attended the Methodist church, there was just two churches in my town. Uh, I grew up in a little bitty town. There was the first Methodist church and the first Baptist church. And I went to the First Methodist Church Sunday school when I was a little boy. And then I would go over to First Baptist where my brother attended on Sunday night to go to BTU, Baptist Training Union. And, and you know, and I like to go over there because we built shoe, shoe boxes. And uh, I never did learn anything about the Bible. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, I don't know if I was ever taught it or not. But we did lots of activities. We did lots of events. And, and I never was much, you know, with my hands to build anything. And uh, for years and years, I kept that shoebox that I built when I was about nine years old because it's the only thing I ever built that didn't fall apart. You know, I used to say I couldn't build a birdhouse, but I, I could build a shoebox. And that's because there was a, you know, a helper that stood by there and told me every single thing to do. Brother Al, he put the nail in place. He took my hand. and <laughs> Actually, he built the box, you know, but uh, I was the one that got the credit for it. And, and I told everybody, I built this shoebox. 
and it helped all my shoe polish and my brushes and my rags. You know, I learned how to how to be the Chattanooga shoe shine boy. He, he, he charges you a nickel just to shine one shoe. He makes old leather look like new. Uh, he's a great big bundle of joy. He's a Chattanooga shoe shine boy. Now, our pastor's from Chattanooga, so I dedicated that to him. See, he may have never heard that. I don't know. But, but what I'm talking about is singing. See, if, if you put a song in what you do, it puts the joy in what you do. If you put a praise on your lips, it puts a joy unspeakable and full of glory in what you do. And continuing with this Psalm 59, 16, I will sing of your strength. I will sing out loud of your steadfast love in the morning. For you have been a fortress to me and a refuge in the day of my distress. I'm going to tell you something. If you, if you struggle for joy, sing. If you already have joy, sing. If you're weak, sing. If you're strong, sing. If you're fat, sing. If you're skinny, sing. If you're somewhere in between, sing. If you're up, sing. If you're down, sing. No matter what is going on in your life, you need to say, I'm appointing myself a singer, and I'm going to sing unto God, and I'm going to praise God. God, I'm not going to look at the circumstances. I'm not going to look at what I'm hearing from the enemy forces because that's exactly how he wins in our life. He gets us to listen to him. He gets us to pay attention to him. I'm talking about your enemy. If Israel had listened and looked at what was before them in three enemy armed forces, they would have just tucked tail and ran and got out of town. They'd have got out, got out of there while they could. But they didn't listen or watch all of that. They heard the prophecy that Jehaziel gave when he says, Thus saith the Lord. You're, you're not going to need to worry about this battle. You're not uh, going to need to fight in this battle. You just take your position and be still and see my salvation. I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to show you that I'm God. I'm going to show you that I'm aware of your situation. I'm aware of every pain in your body. I'm aware of every disease that has ever attacked you and ever will attack you. That's why I died on a cross because I knew that there would be sin in the world. Did you know when Jesus died on the cross, he died for all the sins that I have committed. He died for all the sins that I commit now and he died for all the sins that I'll ever commit because I have trusted in his blood and in the cross and the price he paid the devil is really up against it with me. There is nothing he can do to tell me, Al, you are not saved. You are not God's child. I, I, when I was undergoing cancer treatment several years ago, I sat down one day and wrote my own song. And I wrote, I will always be God's child. He walks with me mile after mile. When I don't seem to understand, I cling to that nail-scarred hand. And tenderly he whispers, you're my child. You're my child. The devil will try to make you doubt it, friend. The devil will try to make you think that what you're going through, you've done something wrong. You must have really disappointed God because Look, 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 
Paul and Silas, you're in prison and it's midnight. Look, David, there's a giant in your pathway. Huh? Look, what, what is he telling you? He's ta what is he telling you, Eve? Eve, look, 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 look. There's things he tells you. There's things he says to your mind. Uh, Myrna, there's things that he, that he whispers to you. Our enemy is talking all the time. And we need to be listening, not to be persuaded by his voice, but to answer him. I don't know what it is. We think we can't talk to the devil. Jesus did. Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted of the devil. And when Satan spoke to him, he spoke back. Now we have the record of three major temptations. That doesn't mean there was only three. Because he was in the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights. Fasting, praying, in a warfare with Satan. Why? Because the devil knew if Jesus succeeded and came out of this wilderness experience that he was in a heap of trouble. That Jesus was walking out of that wilderness and if he did, the Bible said then his fame spread abroad because he had won the ultimate victory. He had put Satan in his place. How did he do that? When Satan spoke to him and said, hey, it's written, devil loves to quote scripture to you. He said, it's written that man shall not live by bread alone. Or this is what Jesus said. Satan said to him, I want you to turn these stones into bread. Satan ever told you what he wanted you to do? Cuss that person out. They deserve a good cussing. Some people do deserve a good cussing. But it's not up to you to give it to them. <laughs> the Bible said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I will repay there's been some people that I turned away from and on my way home I said, Lord, you go ahead and give them a good cussing. <laughs> so I don't know if that's the right thing to say or not. Well, it's already in the word of God. They're under a curse. If they lift their hand against the people of God, if they lift their hand against the word of God, they're not going to prosper for that. But it's not up to you to curse them. You don't have to use any profanity. You don't have to say, you're going to get yours. Quiet in it. I told y'all already, amens don't anoint me. They help you. I'm going to drink to this. I'll drink to that last scripture. I get tickled at people. They think quietness, you know, will dry something up. But the Lord says, blessed quietness, holy quietness. What assurance floods my soul. Out on the stormy sea, Jesus speaks to me. As the billows cease to roll. There's always, a, listen, my wife's got, my, her friend Janie up in Pennsylvania says, my wife's got a song for everything. And she does. She walks around the house singing all the time. Sometimes I'll say, would you switch songs? Switch songs. That one, and she'll tell me the same thing sometimes. She'll say, well, you, how many times are you going to sing that line of that song? I said, well, I'm really getting into this line. I want to sing it a, a, one more time because I know the enemy is not liking it. So I want to sing it one more time and dedicate it to the devil. Yeah, you need to sing a song and sometimes dedicate it to the devil. Sure. 
I would say, Satan, listen at this. See, I ain't like this one. My chains are gone. <laughs> he don't like that. I've been set free. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like it when we stand on the word of God. And we talk about singing old songs here and old hymns here. You know, one is, I'm standing on the promises that cannot fail. Through the howling winds and storms of life, they can't prevail. Because I am the child of God, I cannot fail. I'm standing on the promises of God. Come on, let's say, I'm standing, standing, standing on the promises of Christ my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of, don't that make you feel good just saying that? I'm standing on the promises of God. In, in 1 Chronicles 16, 23, it says, Sing to the Lord all the earth. You say, well, who should sing all the earth? Proclaim his salvation day after day. We used to sing, I'm saved and I know that I am. It would sing that every day. When you get up, that'd be a good song to start your day. I'm saved and I know that I am. I'm saved and I know that I am. I'm saved and I know that I am. I'm so glad I know that I'm saved. Oh, yes, I'm so glad I know that I'm saved. So I'm not charging you anything extra for this concert. I'm throwing that all in for free. But he said, declare his glory among the nations. Declare his marvelous deeds among all peoples. That's what we're doing over the internet. That's what this ministry is all about. We're declaring it to the nations. We're declaring his marvelous deeds among all peoples. Why? For great is the Lord and most worthy to be praised. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The Lord reigns, the Lord reigns. So let the earth rejoice, let the earth rejoice, let the earth rejoice, and let the people be glad. For our God, say it with me, our God reigns. Say it again, our God, one more time, our God reigns. I don't know if you remember the Carpenters uh, or not, one of my favorite singing groups when I was growing up, and they said, sing, sing a song, sing out loud, sing out strong, don't worry that it's not good enough for anyone else to hear, just sing, sing a song. I'm talking about that today. Come on, get in here with me. I'm talking about singing a song. I'm talking about appointing yourself as a singer to God. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, church. You'll be surprised at what a song can do when you don't feel like singing it. That's why I mentioned Paul and Silas. That's why I mentioned Paul and Silas. You know, I think I've already shared this story with you, but it's worth sharing again. When I was a little boy growing up in the small town of Jonesboro, Georgia, it's about 20 miles south of Atlanta, we lived on 124 Main Street. All the businesses were on one side of Main Street and the train depot and the county courthouse on the other side of Main Street. Now, Main Street was Main Street in my town. 
It was everything was on that street. It was Main Street. And, 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 and as I grew up in this little town, I was uh, maybe when this uh, happened, I was about nine years old, maybe nine or ten years old. And as you, as you walk down Main Street, uh, every, like I said, my dad's business, and, and we lived up over our business, so I was raised in the middle of this town. Town was my, where I lived. And uh, down toward Wayne's five and ten cent store, between uh, Robert's restaurant and, and Wayne's five and ten cent store, there was a gap in all those stores and there was an old abandoned building that set about 25 or 30 feet back off of the sidewalk on Main Street. And the story was told me growing up in my little town that there was a headless man that lived in that abandoned house. And they said, that headless man is looking for a head. And so if you go by there and you don't have somebody with you to protect you, the headless man could grab you and get your head. And you'll leave and be headless, and he'll have your head. Now, see, that was a long time ago when I had hair. He might not want my head now. But the point was, I was so scared walking by that uh, gap in, 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 the, in the businesses, I would always, when I got there, start singing. I was nine or ten years old. I didn't know who God was. I wasn't a Christian. I went to Methodist Sunday School and BTU, <laughs> but I didn't have any experience with God. And so when I would get have to walk by that place, if it was at nighttime, I would get there and I'd start singing anything, any kind of song that came into my mind, I'd sing it. It gave me courage to, to get on through that. I'm talking about singing a song. That, listen, the world even knows what I'm talking about right now. They know. that they, they, they say music draws the world together. What's that song? Music makes the world go round. Uh, there's a lot of songs. Uh, we sang one here a few weeks ago when I was, uh, I was preaching. Remember that one? I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. I'd like to sing about the Lord and what he's done for me. He's the real thing. Now change it up a little bit. Coca-Cola don't like it this way. But, you know, you, you got you to gotta take some things away from the devil because the devil's trying to take all the music that's why I'm talking about music today. That's why I'm talking about singing and songs because we can't let the devil steal that from us. See, Satan was the greatest musician that ever lived, that was ever created when he was Lucifer and he had the pipes and, and, and he, just, he could just light up heaven with, with songs in the glory of God. But then he, he, he got too full of himself. And when you look at the world today, most of that entertainment is from people that are full of themselves. And so Satan controls that crowd, but God never gave away his music. God never gave away his music. You see, I, we got to understand something. At least I want us to understand something. Uh, let, let me use this illustration. The shepherd boy David, before he became king, was a singer-songwriter. We all know that. David was a singer-songwriter when he was a teenager. He wrote poetic songs called Psalms, and many of those are recorded in the Bible. David learned early in life that the battle was not his, but that it was God's. And he learned this while he was tending his father's flock. He was tending sheep. And there was an interim time, you know, when David was tending his father's flock and writing these poetic songs, these psalms, uh, there was a time when Samuel came to their home and he anointed David to be future king. 
But in that interim time between David being anointed to be king and becoming king, uh, a giant came uh, into his life because the Philistines uh, made war against the Israelites. It seemed like the Israel was in war a lot, didn't it? <laughs> That's because the devil don't like God's people. That's why sometimes you feel like you're in one war after another. You feel like you're in one skirmish after another. And so David learned this, that the battle was not his. And so when he went out to fight Goliath, before he went out, he told King Saul, he said, listen, I can go down and fight this guy. And, and the reason I know I can is because when I was tending my father's sheep and I was singing psalms and I was singing songs and praising God, a bear came out of the wood to, to devour my sheep and God delivered that bear into my hands. Another time a lion came out uh, uh, to devour my sheep and God delivered that lion into my hands. Now listen to this. David said the same God. We don't learn this sometimes. We go through a battle and God delivers us and fights it and we come out of it. Then the next battle we get in, we say, what am I going to do? What am I going to do now? Well, David learned what to do. He said, the same God that delivered the lion and the bear into my hands will also deliver this Philistine, this giant into my hand. The songwriter said, when David stood before Goliath with his sling, the giant laughed at such a puny little thing. But David knew his faith in God would stand the test. So he flung the rock and God did the rest. God said, I'll fight your battles for you. The battle is not yours, but the battle is whose? The Lord's. The Lord is on my side. Whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? A thousand will fall at my side and 10,000. See, God says every time you get a partner with you, look how the multiplication works out. One can chase a thousand, but two can chase 10 times as many as one. That's why you need a singing partner. Paul said, Silas, if you'll start singing with me, we won't just run away a thousand devils. We'll run away 10,000 devils because we are joined together in unity and in strength. Just think how many devils we ran away here this morning. We had three singers, three, three song leaders. But if you sang, then you pitched in and you multiplied how much we can do when we join together in faith. And I don't know how many of you on the internet, I hope, you know, you you sing some of these songs with us. Uh, you know, I know I'm doing this a cappella today. That's because I have such a golden voice. But, but see, when I sing, I sing to God. I sing to God. And, and when I sing to God, he accepts it. He receives it. As a matter of fact, he loves it. Did you know that God loves our worship? How do we know that? Because it said, God said, I live in the praises of my people. You want to build God a house? Start worshiping. Start praising. And you'll build him a house to live in. And when you leave here today, Pastor Don said he didn't want to leave his prayer time this morning. See, when you start worshiping God, and that's part of prayer is worship. I've heard him pray at times and I've heard him pray in tongues and I've heard him pray in English and I've heard him, you know, worshiping God in prayer. And when we do that, we're building God a tabernacle of praise. We're build God said, I live, I move, I exist, I work 
in the praises of my people. You know, when I was pastoring, uh, Lynn and I pastoring the Assembly of God in McKeesport, Pennsylvania, we moved and built a new church in North for Sales. Pastor Don has been there and ministered. And when we built that church, I changed the name of it to Praise Assembly of God. I was pastoring Christian Life Church, and that's all right. You know, it just stood for Christian Life Church. But I thought, we need to build God a temple of praise because he lives in our praise. He exists. He moves. He operates within our praise. Now, church, you need to get this because there are going to be times you don't feel like it. There will be times on some Sunday morning, some of you couples get into it on the way here. Now, how do I know that? There sits my wife. Sometimes we have a disagreement. On the way to church. Now, this morning we came in separate cars, praise God. That did not happen. See, that happened to the pastor and Sharon too. Separate cars. Sometimes it's a blessing. But what we've got to do is learn, you know, how to negotiate. We've got to learn how to not allow anything to contaminate our praise or stop our praise or, or stop us from praising. See, the devil do anything he can. Why can a subject come up when you're in the car on the way to church that you never disagreed on before? But all of a sudden, somebody sees it in a different light. And I think it's Pastor Don that told me and he's told all of us when he preaches, some things just aren't worth arguing about. You know, if I said, you see that black cat? And my wife says, no, it wasn't black, honey. It was, it was kind of a gray. I said, no, as black as, as coal. No, no, it was gray. Who cares what color the cat was? But there's something... In men, now men, I'm going to talk about us just for a second here. There's something in men that we know we're always right. Now you men can grant or you can just go home and pout. But I'm one of you. I know what men think. And my wife will tell me sometimes, she said, you think you're always right. I said, that's because I always am. And I don't sit real well with her when I say, See? <laughs> Don't you think God had a great sense of humor when he created man and woman? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I wasn't, you said, I, I, not, I wasn't going to touch that. Whoa, man. <clears throat> but, but listen, I, I don't want to get off key here. I only got about another hour, and I want to try to get through on time if I can. <laughs> when David stood before this giant, he, he, he did what he, he could do. He flung the rock, and God did the rest. Listen, singing has a unique way of bringing your heart and your mind and your soul and your strength together to focus entirely and completely on God. And that's why I believe God encourages us to sing because we get our minds off of our problems, off of our troubles, off of all the disagreements, off of everything, and we get our mind completely and totally on God. 
and we're worshiping him. That's why Satan hates it. I believe the reason Satan hates music, God's music and God's song so much is because it gets us in one mind and one accord. Now, I don't know what they were doing in the upper room when the day of Pentecost arrived and the Holy Ghost uh, baptized all 120 in that room, but I, I got to think there was some singing going on. I got to think there was some singing going on because some, some said to me one day, they said, why, why did it take 10 days for the Holy Spirit to come in that upper room? I said, it didn't. He could have come in 10 seconds, but they weren't ready for him. Can't you know there was a lot of arguing going on in the upper room for a while? And they was up there and Peter was telling them how, how it was supposed to be and John said, well, wait a minute, Pete. I'm not too sure about that. See, they had to reduce all their disagreements. They had to get in one mind and one accord, agreement. Not just say you get in one mind and one accord. And when they got in one mind and one accord, then it happened. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And, and, and then they said, you know what? We need to, to stay right here uh, in this upper room, and we need to name this the Upper Room Church, and we just need to hibernate in here and stay in here and hide ourselves away from the world till Jesus comes back to get us. <laughs> oh, they didn't do that? No, what it said was immediately... They went down from the upper room. They went out on the streets of Jerusalem. And all those who had gathered there. See, it's no accident that the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. Because on that feast day, they were all gathered there from all different nations where they had dispersed. They all came back to Jerusalem for the feast of Pentecost. That's why it's what we call Pentecostals. really don't mean anything. It means 50. So when you say I'm a Pentecostal, you're saying I'm 50. I can't say that now because I'm 75. You'll get it tomorrow. But we celebrate things. What we should say instead of saying I'm a Pentecostal, is say I'm a Holy Ghost person. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm a Holy Ghost person. If it had happened on April Fool's Day, I guess we'd all been fools. I don't know, I'm just saying, if we're Pentecostals, because it happened on the Pentecostal feast day, if it would have happened on April Fool's Day, you could say, well, you know what, I'm a fool. And Paul agreed with that. Paul said, I'm a fool for Christ. He said, I don't mind being a fool for Christ. Now, I want to make this point, and then I'm going to wrap this up. When I get finished today, I'm going to ask you to do something that I believe will revolutionize your life, and it'll be very simple for everybody in this room to do it. And it's not give a thousand dollars. Oh, we'll take it. But I mean, that's not what I'm going to ask you to do. <laughs> yeah, Pastor said you can do that if you want to. We certainly won't tie your hands. But uh, let me just say this because I, I want you to really uh, digest this uh, so that you become a singer. See, if, if, if when Rosa comes in here and, and Joy and Tracy and they come up here to lead us in worship, that's what they're up here to do. They're leading us in worship. They're not up here for us to listen to them. We could. They sound good. We could sit down and listen to them. But that's not why they're here. They're here to lead us in worship. 
And, and that's why when, when they're singing, we need to be singing too. When they're worshiping, we need to be worshiping along with them. That's what a worship leader is. And Pastor Don and I have had conversation when I said, you know, there's song leaders and there's worship leaders. Some people can lead a song, but they don't know how to lead worship. But here we have worship leaders. They're not just wanting to have you sing a song. They're wanting to lead you into a song of worship. That's the kind of scriptures I've been reading here this morning. God wants us to sing songs of praise. He said, what about when it's dark, Pastor Al? What about when I'm going through a dark time? Well, the song said, when the day is dark before you and the clouds are hanging low, there is one who watches over you everywhere that you may go. If you know it, sing it with me. Jesus is the one. Yes, he's the only one. Let him have his way until the day is done and when he speaks you'll know those clouds will have to go just because he loves you so. When I, was, uh, when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I was in a youth camp in Macon, Georgia. And I left there uh, that night singing, Gran cambien mi, gran cambien mi, yo estoy alegre, yo soy feliz desde que Cristo vino al mi alma, mi meldad llevó, oh, 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 gran cambien mi. Now, my Spanish may not be perfect, but it means there's been a great change in me, great change in me. I am so happy. I am so free since Jesus brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Oh, 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 oh great change in me. Give the Lord a hand clap this morning. God is good. Amen. My pastor, I had a, two, two lady pastors, Estelle Good and uh, Allie Taylor. And Sister Taylor, uh, she taught me a song. She taught me lots of songs. Most of them you wouldn't know. Most of them I never heard of. I don't know where she got them. But she, she had her own arsenal, so to speak, of songs that she would sing to God. One that we, we could sing around here is drinking this wine, drinking this wine. Drinking this wine in the house of God. I should have been a Christian long time ago. Drinking this wine. It's not the kind of wine you might be thinking about. We're talking about that new wine. Drinking this wine in the house of God. I should have been a Christian long time ago. Drinking this new wine. But, but she said, you know, son, uh, when you're going through trials and testings and valleys and dark places, you can have a melody down in your heart when it's aching when it's almost breaking even when the heartache makes the teardrops start you can have a melody 
down in your heart. Oh, you can have a song in your heart in the night. After every trial, after every mile, anyone can sing when the sun is shining bright. But you need a song in your heart at night. Isn't that a good song to learn? And when you're in that dark place, you start singing about the goodness of God. Pastor Sharon, I've heard her say several times since we've been here that when their son Jeff died at 15 in an electrical accident, it was a song that ministered to her. And that song was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like a fragrance after it rains. Jesus, 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 let all of heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away, but there's something about that name. Why don't we just say it? Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. One more time. Jesus. Have I got, let's see. Pastor, time's running out on me. If I go overtime, do I get paid for overtime? No, no, no. <laughs> I used to tell my church all the time, they said, Pastor, you, you're preaching too long. I said, well, I don't get paid any extra, though. So don't worry, it's okay. <laughs> There's within my heart, I'm almost finished, I know you're happy, a melody, Jesus whispers sweet and low. Fear not, I am with you, peace be still. In all of life's ebb and flow, Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my every longing. Keeps me singing as I go. The battle is not yours, but it's God's. And if you don't think a song is important in your life, then you need to read this Second Chronicles chapter 20, where God said, appoint singers that know how to, to sing and praise me in the beauty of holiness. I'd like to teach the world to sing. In perfect harmony, I'd like to sing about the Lord and what he's done for me. He's the real thing. Uh, so you thought Coke was a real thing, and I drink Coke and I like Coke, but it's not the real thing. It never satisfies. I always have to have another one. You know, the more I drink, I say, well, I need a Coke. Why? I just had one, you know, an hour ago, but I need it. But, but it's not that way with Jesus. He's the real thing. Now, we're going to sing this one more time, and then I'm going to have you do something. Are you ready? I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Come on, Internet. I'd like to sing about the Lord and what he's done for me. He's the real thing. One more time. I'd like to teach the world to sing in 
perfect harmony. I'd like to sing about the Lord and what he's done for me. He's the real thing. Give the Lord a hand clap. Pastor, uh, Brother Al, could you sit this right down here on this first step, but in the right in front of this pulpit? Just sit that little table there and, and remove the water, at least that one bottle. I'm going to put this open word of God here. You can take that one too so it won't. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm going to ask you, everybody, come on, stand up with me. And you on the internet, I'm going to extend this word to you at the end uh, of, of this time. I want everybody in the building this morning, uh, pick out whatever you want to sing, Sister Rosa. And as they come, uh, I want you to just put your hand, I want you to lay your hand on the word of God. If, you can, if you're going to get a touch, if you're going to get any, anything, this is where you're going to get it. You're going to get it from the word of God. So you need to put in your mind, and say, God, I want you to appoint me as one of your singers. I want you to give me a song like you gave Pastor Sharon in her midnight hour. You gave her the song, Jesus, There's Something About That Name. My pastor, Sister Taylor, gave me that song. You can have a song in your heart in the night after every trial, after every mile. Anybody can sing when the sun is shining bright, but you need a song in your heart at night. And God can give you that song. God gives the song. God gives the song. What, do you, what have you picked out, Sister Rosa? We should all know. Hallelujah. Come on, sing it with her. Hallelujah. Sing it, Chanks. Sing it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Usher in the presence. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sweet hallelujah. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sing it one more time. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Lift it up. Sing it. Hallelujah. Everybody sing it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody in this section over here, if you want to come, lay your hand on the Word of God and go all the way back around to your seat. And when you put your hand on the Word of God, say, Lord, I receive your song. I receive your joy. I receive your praise into my life. 
into my ministry. I'm going to exercise it. Oh, hallelujah. Sing hallelujah as you come. Oh, yes, God. Praise God in the language that God can give you right now. Oh, yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody praising God. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Come on, lift it up, church. God, go ahead and sing it again, Lord, Sister Rose. Lord, we love you. 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 Oh, say it, church. Lord, we love, we love, we love, we love. Yes, we love you, Lord. Lord, we love you. We praise you, Lord. Lord, we praise you. Come on, come on, come on, church. Lord, we praise you. Oh, hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Sing it again. Sing it again while the Holy Ghost flows. Flow through me. Flow in this place. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. I want the congregation to help me pray, and I'm going to bring the pastor up to... to do whatever he wants to. <laughs> he might have part two uh, that he wants to preach. And then he can tell you about giving and, and all of those things before we go. It's still not that late. I mean, we're, we've gone plenty of times. You know, we're not even got to Baptist time yet. We haven't even got to Baptist time. And, and we're, we're Baptocostals, right? Amen. But I, I'm going to stretch this word of God to you uh, uh, through the internet. Now, you've seen us worshiping. You've heard me talking about uh, being an appointed singer, uh, that you can appoint yourself to be a praiser and be a singer because God has appointed you already. So you just come into agreement with God. But I want, I want uh, four, 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 five, come on up here, Grace Ella, uh, several. Come up here and stand with me before I pass you. can come on because I'm going to give it to you in a minute. Uh, just stand up here with me because I want, there we go, there we go. There you can see some of the people. and Just turn around and face that uh, camera back there. Everybody turn around from where you are. Just turn around. Look back there at Josh 
and uh, we, we want the internet audience to know that we love you we're praying for you just as we pray for our congregation here and and I stretch this word of God in your direction you may be hurting you may be sick you may be depressed you may be discouraged I don't know what, what the problem is I can tell you this when I was diagnosed with cancer six years ago and they began to tell me all the things I was going to have to go through and I've been going through for six years I, I started to sing it was my refuge the joy of the Lord is my strength the joy of the Lord is my strength we used to sing if you want joy you must leap for it if you want joy, you must praise for it. If you want joy, you, you just got to love each other. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Father, as, as we, I want everybody that's, that's facing the camera, stretch your hands toward it. Stretch your hands toward it. That's it. Every hand that's, that's stretched toward you, we can't get everybody in the camera shot, but we can get some of, of our congregation in the camera shot. And Lord, as they stretch their hands toward this Bible, toward this holy word of God. The one reason we're here preaching and teaching and singing and shouting and loving is because of Pastor Don Clowers' vision and Sharon Clowers' vision that Experience Life Church wants to take the gospel to the nations and that we want to take it to people that maybe uh, the church has given up on and, and said, you need to retire, you're too old, you're outdated. No, no, God said that he would use Moses when he was 80. Caleb said, I claim this mountain when he was 85. Miriam grabbed a tambourine and began to, to lead Israel in praise when she was past 90 years old. God, in Jesus' name, renew the vision, renew the strength, renew the dreams of all those watching this webcast today. If anyone be discouraged as they reach out by faith and, and put their hand through the, 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 uh, the uh, apparatus they're watching on, the smartphone, the tablet, the computer, just put your hand on the screen right where this Bible is and let the Word of God come into you and let deliverance come into you and let healing come into you and let a miracle come into you in the name of Jesus. And everybody shout, Amen. Amen. Sing it one more time, Rosa. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, church, let's sing it. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 You know, uh, as Pastor Al was preaching this morning about the song, I, I just began to reflect one of the worst days of our life. And that was the morning after our son was killed and reality was really sinking in that our son was dead. And we had to get up that morning and 
take clothes to the funeral home and that he would be wearing in the viewing would put on his body and that we'd have to pick out the casket. So one of our worst days, I remember getting in the shower trying to sing, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Somebody said, why in the world would you sing a song like that? Well, you know, I was in the shower and tears streaming down my eyes when I was saying it and I couldn't get all the words out. So I just began to sing it in tongues. And I sang it in tongues because I couldn't, I couldn't get all of those words out. It hurts so much. Knowing what we were just about to have to do. We had never done that for us before. We had walked down that aisle with others helping them and holding them ha their hands as pastors. But as a husband and wife, a mother and dad, we had never had to pick out a casket and take clothes to put on the body of a, our son that we just touched a few hours ago. And, but I remember coming back home, being, being alone from different times, I would sing that over and over again. I didn't feel like singing this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I didn't want to sing it. But you know what? I knew I needed to sing something that lifted me up and glorified God. And so I believe if we can take this concert that we've had this morning, if we can take the, the idea, the theme and the thought with us today and realize when our life seems nothing is going right, is start singing some kind of a good song. Now, you don't want to sing a worldly song. You want to sing a scriptural song. And Pastor Al used the scripture this morning to sing songs and make melody and sing hymns. <clears throat> In other words, you know, sing in the spirit. If you don't know, sometimes, you know, I, 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 he, he remembers words. I don't remember words. I mean, I... I knew most of the songs that he talked about today, but I didn't remember the words. But you know what? When we're singing here in church, and sometimes if I miss a word or two, I'll just say it in tongues. Because I know how important it is for me to sing to the Lord. Now I want to encourage the people that are viewing with us and you that are here that I believe God's given us a word this morning. I really just didn't feel like I was supposed to speak today. Sometimes that happens to me and I'm glad that I've got people here that can do that. And I believe you got blessed today. I believe our audience got blessed today. I believe, I believe that God spoke to you today. And as God has spoken to you, you know, 
My wife is the biggest hummer I have ever seen in my life. She hums all the time. And some, you know, if sometimes I have music on in the house or in the car, she starts humming. We'll be in a restaurant and she'll hear something, she'll start humming. Doesn't matter. She just, she's a humdinger. <laughs> she is a humdinger. I'm going to keep her. Uh, I tell her all the time she's a keeper. And, uh, after 56 years, you know, <laughs> I think she's a keeper. Anyway, just letting you know that I do believe with all of my heart that when Paul and Silas were singing that song, my version of that, God just got happy when they started singing. And he started patting his foot. There's probably singing now, I'm so glad Jesus set me free. And as they begin to sing that song, you know, the Bible said, heaven is God's throne and earth is his footstool. So some people thought it was an earthquake, but God just got happy and started keeping time to their praise. And when he did, his foot on the earth, just patting his foot, it just kind of shook that jail a little bit. And so they got out of their stocks and they got to walk out of the prison. Somebody said, now, the Bible didn't say that. I didn't say it did. I did. <laughs> It does say heaven's his throne and earth is his footstool. It does say that, but I put the rest in. Anyway, that's one of the things that we can see as he brought that scripture out this morning, that if we will praise the Lord, I'm not trying to preach again. I'm just trying to wrap this up in the sense that we don't hear messages and then go home and go back into our same environment and just keep doing the same old things. But we take what we learn and apply it. And Rosa, if you'll sing one more time, uh, we're going to receive our tithes and offerings here this morning. And you that are watching us by um, the internet, I would appreciate it if, if you don't have a church, if you don't have a church, that you'd send your tithe to us today if you've been getting your food here. And you can go to EO Global. There it is right there. That's our website. And that's one little picture there that you'll see. And if you'll just click on that, that'll tell you how to give. And it's very simple. It's very easy. And as I say every week, if you don't want to do the Internet, there's the post office box where you can mail your checks and offerings to and your tithe to. So just open your heart to God. Every one of you there in the audience and do what God tells you to do and if you do what God tells you to do you'll be blessed. One more time Rosa, let's worship. Come on, everybody worship.
We're going to make it a lovely day, aren't we? No matter whether it's raining, the sun's shining, or it's snowing, it's sleet, no matter if it's... We're going to make it a lovely day, aren't we? No matter whether it's raining, the sun's shining, or it's snowing, it's sleet, no matter if it's hot or cold, with the song in our heart, we make it a lovely day. Well, bless Say goodbye to you on the internet. God bless you. Y'all have a great day or a great night. Wherever you may be, God bless you. And don't forget Tuesday night. Anyway. We're going to make it a lovely day, aren't we? No matter whether it's raining, the sun's shining, or it's snowing, it's sleet, no matter if it's hot or cold, with the song in our heart, we make it a lovely day. Well, bless Say goodbye to you on the internet. God bless you. Y'all have a great day or a great night. Wherever you may be, God bless you. And don't forget Tuesday night. Anyway. We're going to make it a lovely day, aren't we? No matter whether it's raining, the sun's shining, or it's snowing, it's sleet, no matter if it's hot or cold, with the song in our heart, we make it a lovely day. Well, bless Say goodbye to you on the internet. God bless you. Y'all have a great day or a great night. Wherever you may be, God bless you. And don't forget Tuesday night. Anyway. We're going to make it a lovely day, aren't we? No matter whether it's raining, the sun's shining, or it's snowing, it's sleet, no matter if it's hot or cold, with the song in our heart, we make it a lovely day. Well, bless Say goodbye to you on the internet. God bless you. Y'all have a great day or a great night. Wherever you may be, God bless you. And don't forget Tuesday night. Anyway.
We're going to make it a lovely day, aren't we? No matter whether it's raining, the sun's shining, or it's snowing, it's sleet, no matter if it's hot or cold, with the song in our heart, we make it a lovely day. Well, bless Say goodbye to you on the internet. God bless you. Y'all have a great day or a great night. Wherever you may be, God bless you. And don't forget Tuesday night. Anyway.